People Show coming to you live from the Kintech Studio, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet, what are you waiting for? Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. I'm Bick, Dom, Victor, behind the glass, running the show. And you, you got thoughts on what you saw yesterday at the Super Bowl. You got thoughts on what you saw over the weekend with the Vancouver Canucks. Text them in to the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox, 650-650. Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you. In Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver online, DunbarLumber.com. We'll go to the Bay Area to talk to Dieter Curtin back in the second half of the show on the Dispatch Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Hotline. The first call, the only call. That's on the way later on in this show. But what did you think yesterday? Guys behind the glass, you have fun? Nachos? Wings? What was on the menu? Uh, our fearless Healthy? leader made uh, guacamole. All right. Oh, Cam Barra threw a Super Bowl party? No, no, no. He was at the party I was at. Oh, okay. Uh, we had Chinese food. Massive. Usual spread. Massive. Yeah, it was good. That's, that's solid. Victor? Nachos and wings. Yeah, it was pizza and wings over at uh, Satyar Shah's place after the post game. Ran over there and uh, watched the game. What is it like at that majestic palace? <laughs> a lot of rules and regulations. Bouncer at the door, checking yeah. IDs. How many fountains it's, does it's, Sat have? It's tough. It's tough to uh, get in there sometimes. Palatial. Yeah, you got to know the right people. <laughs> uh, all right. Chiefs win again. They do it. Dynasty. All of that. Uh, you've heard me say on the show often that I, I enjoy watching greatness. Doesn't matter what discipline it is. Uh, if it's Shohei Otani, I know he's up to bat. I'll watch. If it's a, a nine darter in darts, I'll watch. You tell me that's the greatest dart person in the world. I'll watch. Snooker, I'll watch. If you tell me that's the greatest person in the world doing it, and it's we, we should get excited and invested in watching the pursuit of greatness. And it's exciting watching it because we get opportunities to see things that have never been done before. That's like seeing people get pushed to their pinnacle. That's what's exciting about it. And winning championships requires greatness. Exceptional gets you great results. And I've been saying this all season long. And 49ers fans got mad at me all season long. So, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Brock Birdie, it's fine. And yesterday, look, he was fine. He wasn't the reason why you lost the game. Absolutely not. He was also the reason why you didn't win the game. And that's the difference. Like, it's a Super Bowl caliber roster that everyone shouted at me about and said, hey, we're going to be fine. It's star-studded. He can do it. You got Hall of Fame left tackle, Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Fame tight end, Hall of Fame linebacker, Hall of Fame edge player, game breakers at wide receiver, game breakers on the defensive line, and it's still just... Wasn't enough. There was adversity. Yeah, there's a, a punt that goes wrong. But greatness rises through adversity. And the reason you go get the QB is overcome errors that are inevitably going to happen because it's professional sports. Things go wrong sometimes. Mahomes threw an out-of-character, wild overthrow and erased it. Didn't matter. And Brock Purdy... There was moments to win that game. They had the ball up seven after the interception. Throw, throw, throw. And we'll get to the Kyle Shanahan part of this. But Kyle Shanahan went for the jugular. And they didn't convert. Three and out. They get the ball back. Three and out. Throwing. They get the ball back. Punt. 
Advantageous field position. Starting the drive at the opponent's 44. Your own 36. And then at 10-6, the, the touchback, they run nine plays. And there's your ball game. There's, you know, look, the punt happens, but there's your error. And errors arrive. And the only flaw Kyle Shanahan really showed yesterday to me was trying to create this perfect environment for him to have success on the sidelines when players in front of him didn't execute. They really just didn't execute. And okay, got you okay results. He was okay with no mistakes. And don't tell me that, that, that that's it was worthy of winning. They put up 19 points in regulation. There's been two teams in 50 years in the Super Bowl era to score sub-20 points and win. Two, 08 Giants and 2018 Patriots. There was four before 1974, but that's what we're talking about here. You put up 19 points in the Super Bowl. That doesn't win. 650-650, come in with your thoughts. Super Bowl amazing, Raider Nation. uh, Text from Raider Nation. Uh, Chiefs winning in Al Day Davis's $3 billion Las Vegas Stadium feels so wrong. Uh, more purdy thoughts here. Do you think the Raiders will walk into the locker room day one, off season? Take that flag out of the midfield first thing? I was thinking I was thinking strictly locker room. It still smells of champagne. Yeah, probably. You know, the floors might be sticky. Mm-hmm. That's got to piss you off. It's not great. It's not great. Well, first thing, take that flag out. Yeah, well, yeah. That, 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 that's job one. That's job one. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. There's going to be a lot of discourse about them. What happened in OT, all that. The moments in the game that that are, are going to be discussed, run the ball more with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey touched the ball 30 times. He, he, he got the ball. I understand the moments when in the 10-3, could they have bled the clock a little bit more? It's the third quarter. We're talking about bleeding the clock in a one-score game against Patrick Mahomes. Go win the game. Go go put up a two-touchdown lead. And that's what he tried to do. And look, there was a sack, uh, a false start. Kyle Shannon didn't false start. Kyle Shannon didn't hold on second and two. A chance with, with Christian McCaffrey running, by the way. He gave it to him on second and two, gave it to him on second and four late in the game. They ran the ball. They weren't very effective at it. Three and a half yards of carry. That's not good enough. They, they, they played a game, and, and Brock Purdy played a game of no mistakes. An absence of blunders is not success. Mahomes made mistakes. That dreadful pick. And he's got the quality to overcome because he's exceptional. And, and, and that's where we live now, where no matter what you do, we get to live in a world where it just doesn't matter because that guy with the receiving core led by Justin Watson and McCole Hardeman Obviously, Travis Kelsey is as well. But the receiver's there. And Rasheed Rice. Yeah, but Rasheed Rice had sub-40 yards. Didn't use him enough. We had six catches. Six catches, sub-40 yards. But Travis Kelsey had 93 yards. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle, the three best pass-catching options, had less than Travis Kelsey. Who's getting them the ball? Mahomes is getting the ball to Kelsey. How come the other primary pass-catching targets aren't getting the ball. Who's throwing it to him? It's Brock Purdy. Yes, they have CMC, no? You also got to factor yeah, that CMC, in, Yeah, right? CMC, but he's the, the, he's running the ball. He's, he's carrying the ball 22 times. He had eight receptions. By the way, he catched the over on that one. But your three primary downfield guys who are getting it intermediate to deep spots. Who's throwing you the ball? 
and and the reason I the, the reason I asked Kyle Shanahan about this and 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 what frustrates me with this, he's an offensive genius, man. He he really is. He's an offensive genius. And he's doing a discredit to himself because of all the things I just mentioned. The Super Bowl-laden or the Hall of Fame-laden roster that he's got. I want to see greatness. I want to see what you can do. Like, you're clearly the offensive genius. I want to see you can do what you can do with a great offense, with, with a great quarterback. Stop, stop trying to limit yourself. You're doing a disservice to yourself by, by not going out and getting a marquee quarterback. Teams, like, this isn't some new phenomenon. You don't have to win with the lowest common denominator. You can go win with changing the quarterback. The, the Chiefs did it. They went from Alex Smith, and Andy Reid wanted Patrick Mahomes. The Steelers had, they won division titles and went to conference games with Tommy Maddox, Cordell Stewart, and Neil O'Donnell for a decade. And they said, well, you know what? We want Ben Roethlisberger. The, the, the Rams had first overall pick Jared Goff. And they wanted Jared, uh, they wanted Matt Stafford. The Buccaneers had first overall pick Jameis Winston, and they wanted Tom Brady. This isn't new. And when you have a roster as good as the 49ers, you should demand better than okay at the QB position. And Kyle Shanahan owes it to himself because offensive genius, absolutely. And did fairly well yesterday, I thought. The, the end of half thing was the only thing that was a little confusing with the timeouts. But aside from that, Kyle Shanahan went and tried to win. And guys false started, guys held. And Brock Purdy wasn't good enough. Third and four. Third and nine. Just wasn't good enough. They, they were dreadful on third down yesterday. They got conversions by penalties. And CMC converted a couple, but I think well, 3 and 12 yesterday. 9 and 19 for the other side of the ball. There's your ball game. You know that uh you know that Marshawn Lynch video you like oh, that came out this weekend? Fantastic. That is you right now, but the 49er fan, like you're Marshawn, the 49er fans are Victor Gaucher in studio. Yeah, but and every point you're making is just another time Marshawn walks up. But to this a is the thing: like, <laughs> is it good enough to just go to the conference championship? Is it good enough to lose in the Super Bowl? Forty Nine ers fans are begging for Super Bowl wins. They've been here three times and lost. I, I They've think... been to the conference champions and lost. Solve the problem. If you don't recognize the problem, how do you intend to solve it? I think we're also. I think you're discounting the fact that the team on the other side of the field is a dynastic franchise, and they didn't put up a touchdown for three quarters. Your chance to win the game was there. They also had an elite defense. We have to factor that in as well. And if you have great quarterbacks, like Patrick Mahomes solved the problem at some point. They they didn't put up a touchdown for a long time. The game was there to be won, and they didn't. It's not You, you can't just be like, oh, that guy's better than me. You have to go get better than that. Yeah, but not everyone's going to have a Patrick Mahomes, right? But what, what do you think the baseline is to, to beat that team yesterday? We're talking about like one more touchdown in, in the third quarter changes the, the dynamics of that. Kirk Cousins probably gets that. Maybe. But yeah, we're, Maybe. We're, we're talking like the 15th best quarterback. That, that's all you got to do. And it, it wasn't there yesterday. 650-650. Mahomes is Mahomes. Purdy is good no matter what. You, you can't just go get Mahomes. I'm not even asking for Mahomes. The, the game was there to be won. They didn't. Simply put, simply put, and here's the thing, the, the, the reason you should always ask for a new evolution too is, and the reason I like greatness is dynasties force arms races. Now, like we've seen in the AFC, they go win a, the second one, and what happens? Rodgers goes to the AFC, everyone's demanding quarterbacks. You got Herbert, you got all, 
Cleveland goes and gets Deshaun Watson. They got to spend all this money because they have to go through Mahomes. You have to change and evolve, and the arms race begins. And now we're going to see what the AFC really looks like. And yeah, they could be a dynasty. They might win a third one in a row next year. But you watch what happens in the AFC this summer. A lot is going to change because teams are going to get fed up, and they're going to have to figure out how to solve the problem. But what does it say to you that the only quarterbacks that have ever been Patrick Mahomes in, in the playoffs are one, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and two, a healthy Joe Burrow? But we're talking about like such thin margins here, like thirteen. But seconds. is that the bar? No, no that's the bar to well, be Patrick the one thing Mahomes. To, the one thing too about the the Brady one is he went he went in there with no offensive line, right? Like Mahomes, like the biggest reason that like the the Buccaneers got after them because they couldn't block the whole game. So yeah, Brady beat him, but they had no offensive line that game. All the injuries took their toll, and Mahomes was running for his life the entire game. But the Bills were 13 seconds away. They can be beat. Just execute. Just execute. The Bills it's were, not that simple. Just execute. You have 13 seconds, and they're at the 25-yard line, and you can't win that game? That's on you. Yeah, it's greatness, but that's on you too. You can't just say, oh, that guy's so good. How do you intend to beat this guy then? You're just going to resign the rest of your careers? you got to go solving how to beat this guy. And, and that's now what every team is going to be asking themselves. How do we get better? How do we get better? And for the 49ers, this may have been their best shot. But, like, yeah, I hear you. But also, like, you don't think Har Malone and Joe Stockton were, like... Right, but basketball's a little bit different, right? Like, it, it's... But we're talking about going up against greatness, going mm-hmm. up against the all-time bests. Mm-hmm. And like, Jordan lost. That Utah Jazz team was, was amazing. Yeah. Jordan lost before the championships, right? Like he didn't win every single year he was in the league. Yeah, I understand that. So, like, you're, you're going to have to figure out how to beat them. But at the peak of his powers, no one could. And we're looking at a guy in Patrick Mahomes and, mind mm-hmm. you, Andy Reid as well. That's the other thing. So, so Andy Reid, this has been a, a fantastic, like, champagne opportunity for Randy Reid because there were so many years and it's mirroring Kyle Shanahan all of a sudden where didn't push over the line and Philadelphia removes him. He goes to KC and now he's got three. There was the moment when they first won. I was on the air then and I said, now he's in the room. He was always outside the room, all these conversations of the great coaches and it's like, Andy Reid should, should get the invite. Like like the invite to Satyar Shaw's place. It's a tough place to get into. You got the Shulas, you got all those guys, like the, the great coaches, and everyone was just waiting for Andy Reid to get his invitation, and he finally got it years ago. And now there's the room within the room, the, the, the truly elites, three Super Bowl titles for a head coach, and he's, he's moved past you know, the, the, the Carols and the Tomlins of the world to go into this next room of, hey, I belong here. And you know, I know the retirement news got pushed aside yesterday because you look at it and say... He's within the, the, the tightest circle, and now he can create a new room for himself. If he sticks around with Patrick Mahomes for five, six, seven more years, he's going to go chase Bill real soon. And that Shula record, that Bill hey, Bill didn't get a coaching hire this year. The all-time wins record. He's got a chance to close that out. That's, that's greatness. That's greatness. And he's found new ways to change and evolve that Tyreek Hill goes out, we'll solve the problem. We got Travis Kelsey. We'll do it with Patrick Mahomes. And they found new ways to invent themselves. And that defense is young, too. That defense is – I've been saying all year, they're a defensive team. Watch out. They're a defensive team. And sure enough, great Super Bowl. 
1919 at regulation. You texted me halfway through. It's like, you liking this game? I was like, this game rules. <laughs> this game rules. Three nothing? This is awesome. And what happened later, you had to problem solve. You had to figure out, okay, how are we going to do this? And they found a way to get Travis Kelsey the ball a ton in the second half. Mahomes started using his legs significantly more. And the Chiefs walk out. Super Bowl champions, back-to-back. Chance to go for three next year. And now Mahomes. It, it's a weird conversation. Everyone wants to, the, the, the thing is, people want to be early on the take and say, oh, I was the first one to say he's the GOAT. Sure, whatever. Um, he's, he's the most talented person I think we've seen. A full spectrum of all the abilities you need. Mobility, arm strength, processing, accuracy. Isn't it overall funny how, demeanor? Like he's it got funny it. how differently Brady will kill you than how Mahomes yeah. will kill you? Yeah, and Mahomes probably you. did but it they'll more. they'll both kill you. And Mahomes probably did it in a more Brady fashion yesterday than, say, the first game against San Fran. The the one against the first one against San Fran, we all remember uh, the, the Watts play where he chucked it deep, and it's like, wow, well, look at the arm strength. Yesterday, outside of the one bomb, which was kind of a – probably should have been picked, to be honest. When he rolled to his left. Uh, and threw to Hardman. Yeah, yeah. That one probably should have been picked. Gibson loses it in the lights or wasn't even aware the ball was coming. It was a lot of like, we're, we're going to cut you a thousand times. Much in the same way Brady did to the Seahawks. That was death by a thousand cuts that game. And it just takes its toll over time. And he figured it out at some point. They, they weren't playing with enough tempo early. Didn't convert uh, on on third downs or, yeah, on third downs. And they were punting a lot early. But once they got going, there was no stopping them. There was no stopping him in the back half of that game. And again, good fortune because you get the, the punt landing your way. But that's the whole point. Come around, uh, come o- o- overcome adversity. And I would say now he's like, we'll get into these conversations, the greatest of all time and everything like that. He's like a baby goat, right? He, the, the goat has been born, but now we just have to watch it grow for the next seven years. And as the accomplishments start to stack up over and over and over again, then we get to say, all right, now, now he's older and done more than the previous guys but he's got to go do it it's a long way to to, to pass tom but he's certainly on the path the, the the goat status has been born at least for patrick mahomes let me ask you when the clock was ticking down in overtime did you know the rule uh yeah you were privy to well because we we, t- we talked to uh we spent on this show uh oh uh sorry the, the the clock running out yes uh yeah no no i wasn't aware of that yeah, a lot uh, of right. In in real time, you kind of figured it out. I figured it out, and then Tony yeah, started. Tony started saying. He it. started saying, it. "I was like, all right, that makes a lot of sense." The room I was in was but like, yeah. "What's going to happen?" No, no, what we we, we had a brief moment of discussion. We're like, they're going too slow for it to not to be aware of the fact yeah. that it's a, a full half. And the ref did say it's a new game, so it it would make sense. It would be a half. That's kind of our conversation. Uh, six fifty, six fifty. A lot of thoughts on the PAT that was blocked. Uh, yeah, but also like it. it Changes the dynamics of how KC would have played uh, going down the, in their last two drives, too. If they're down four, maybe they change it differently and aren't playing for a field goal. Is there more urgency in that scenario? So, yeah, you, you get the one point. Does it change everything? Potentially, but it also changes how KC's going to play, too. So do they go up and three? Do they get the ball back, too? Um, so I, I'm not putting it on, on uh, Jake Moody. Uh, as well. Uh, 650-650. It was fourth and one in OT. Mahomes let the defense... Uh, and, and San Francisco defense let him slide. Well, the, the, it's it's using your strength against you, right? Bosa's crashing off that edge like he had done so well earlier in the How game. How did they not have a spy on him that play? 
I mean, everyone. Fair. I was sitting there. I'm like, they're going to run this with Patrick. They're going to run this with Patrick. Oh, they ran it with Patrick. Fair. No spy on Mahomes mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl? Come on, man. Uh, 650. 650. Uh, Morgan Riley thoughts even coming to the inbox. So we'll, we'll get to some of that on the back end. How did uh, the Super Bowl affect Morgan Riley's suspension? Uh, <laughs> just trying to catch up on some text here. Stroud will beat him with Chris Jones added on the defense. We'll see what the Houston Texans do. Again, like that AFC. You got the Texans with C.J. Stroud. Rodgers is back. Herbert. Yeah, Josh Allen. Lamar. <laughs> It's 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 a tough road to come through. That right now, I think we're in the feelings of, oh man, uh, they're gonna just keep doing it. it. It's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. And and this year, there was moments like that Christmas loss to the Raiders where we thought, ah, not gonna do it again. And eleven wins for the Chiefs. That the first thing that needs to happen though is the division needs to start closing the gap. And that's why Chargers go get Harbaugh. This is how you start closing that gap. Go get professional head coaches. They had Brandon Staley. Didn't work. Now you get Harbaugh, who's won everywhere he goes. And the Chargers are going to have to try to close down the Chiefs. Uh, you got Trevor Lawrence in that conference as well. So it, it's still a tough road for the Chiefs. It's, it's not written in stone that they're just going to waltz on to the next one. But certainly three in as many years they've done it. Uh, they're currently sitting in dynasty uh, spots. Uh, this one, the room within the room. Bro, it's a concept, not uh, 36 chambers. <laughs> Keep going into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, forget about the Chiefs for a second. What do the Hawks need to catch the 49ers? Well, the 49ers got a lot of uh, cash considerations now moving forward. And they do have like fantastic uh, operational staffs on how they uh, set up their uh, cap. But right now, like the, the as, as much as I was talking about the fear of letting Pete Carroll go, as far as the hiring process, all you can do is win the next move. And their hiring process so far, Mike McDonald, Leslie Frazier, Ryan Grubb, it seems like they've gotten all their A1 targets. So as it stands, well done by the Seahawks, but the NFC West is not going to be easy next year. The Rams, in a rebuilding year, have their success, go to the playoffs. 49ers are still going to be solid, but it's just it, – it's. A little bit of regression from other teams, and you hope to make a big boost. Certainly defensively now for the Seahawks, they got to make a lot of work. Uh, you got to win in the trenches. I'd like to see, it's still early, uh, with the 16th pick, either trade back and uh, in, in a draft class with a lot of offensive line talent. Do you address that? Or do you go defensive line? Those to me are the two big considerations. Uh, but the Seahawks, I know, Dom, you were showing me the, the, the Super Bowl odds already for 2025. I think they're closer than what you suggested. What was it? They're, they're 12th to last? Yeah. Seems harsh. Seems harsh. Need a quarterback. You really don't. You really don't. Oh, you, you know what? We're, we're talking about guys. Gino wins that game for you yesterday. No, he doesn't. 100%. Gino does it. not throw it to Stop the DB it. on third and four. He absolutely gets it past that guy. Get out of here. Gino Smith wins. Yeah, Gino Smith in the 49ers offense, you you waltz to the Super Bowl. No. Absolutely. No, you do. Yeah. Waltz? Yeah. Waltz, Vic? You, you, you crush. Waltz? On that team, with that, with that offensive play caller, yeah, Gino Smith absolutely wins the Super Bowl on that team. That's 100%. Insane. That's the take. No, that's not even that hot of a take. Like you're acting like Geno Smith is Zach Wilson. He he wins games. He's been above 500 for two years. He's thrown over 45 touchdowns. 
All right, we got to go. Like, like, what are we talking we about here? should ask Dieter Curden back that next segment. I will. Gladly. I'll, I will. I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask Mark Schofield. By the way, we're, we're uh, doing a podcast-only version tomorrow because we have Mark. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Mark Schofield. I'll gladly ask Mark Schofield that. Well, what's the baseline of QB that wins that game? It's definitely Geno Smith. Kirk Cousins may be on there. I'd rather have Geno than Kirk. So, yeah, it's Kirk Cousins, to be honest. I chose the lowest person. I, I chose Kirk Cousins, not even thinking that you'd question me on Geno Smith. All right, 650-650. More thoughts on the other side. Dieter Kartenbach will join us as well here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. The most opinionated Canucks show out there. Canucks Talk with Jamie Dodd and Thomas Grants. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox in the second half of the show. Coming to you live from the Kintec studio. Uh, Corey the Carpenter, Purdy, did overthrow a handful of touchdowns yesterday. That a better quarterback would have had those dropped into the receiver's arms. Yeah, the one to Ayuk. Like, his best throws yesterday were incompletions, and that's not a joke. That's like the, the one to Debo, where McDuffie makes this unbelievable play. Purdy navigates the pocket, launches it. It's, it's just a better play made by Trent McDuffie. Then the third and 11 up to Kittle along the left sideline. Kittle loses it in the lights. Th- those, for me, were the two best throws Purdy made. But, yeah, he misses the one to Ayuk, misses the one to Debo. The opportunities were there. 650-650. I'll get to more of your text here on the other side. Uh, we got Dieter? No, not yet. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm a diehard Hawks fan. That is the worst take. Gino is not him. And look, Gino put up uh, 20 touchdowns and nine interceptions this year. People got big problems. Big problems with a, with a guy having a 30-touchdown season last year on 11 interceptions. OC's gone. If, if you put Gino Smith in the environment that Brock Purdy lives in, they win. I don't... It, it, it's so advantageous to play in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, with Trent Williams, with George Kittle, with Debo Samuel, with Christian McCaffrey, with Brandon Ayuk. Everything is tilted in your favor. There's no reason to not perform. And we're, we're, we're questioning someone who, in not a good environment, who has better pedigree. We don't think that guy would succeed. Why, just because he was drafted for the New York Jets and failed? No, not having it. Uh, 650-650. Again, we'll get to some more of your texts on the other side. But joining us now from KNBR, Dieter Kurtenbach from the Bay Area. Dieter, how are you? I'm good. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day in the Bay. I'm not sure that most people feel that way, but I do. <laughs> All right, so what is the overall mood right now? Because it, it's been gut punch at times after gut punch, uh, and, and they just can't cross the finish line. What is the immediate reaction from uh, Niners fans? Uh, indiscriminate anger, uh, <laughs> angry at uh, directed at who in particular? I mean, it's really going across the board. I, maybe that's just uh, my bad media diet or whatnot. I mean, I suppose if I had to pick out a number one, it'd be Kyle Shanahan for taking the ball first in overtime. But he even has people who are backing him up on that. It's a really tough game to pin immediate blame on, right? Like the Niners played a pretty damn good football game. They just went up against the man and the man got it, got opportunities again and again. So perhaps that's what you should take umbrage with. And uh, well, he eventually took it with three seconds left in overtime. I mean, 
a hell of a football game for any casual out there, at least the final two quarters or two periods of it. But I, if you had to pin blame on one person for why the 49ers lost, I, it's been almost 24 hours. I don't know who to do that to. Yeah, I, I started the show mainly talking about Brock Purdy, but on Kyle Shanahan, for me, it's it's he 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 went for the win this time, and like the fourth down conversion, he's been notorious, yeah. uh, notoriously conservative. But when they got the interception, yeah. like he he went to go score the touchdown. They went to go pass. They get the ball back. He went to go pass and go score the touchdown. Finish the game in the third quarter. And this conversation of oh, you got to bleed the clock. It's like it's the third quarter. Like we're that worried about bleeding the clock there. And shorten the game of Patrick Mahomes, who's who's going to figure out you got to go get points. And I, I thought he played. I thought Kyle Shanahan like did the job yesterday. And the OV, the OT thing to me is just being a bit overblown. Well, I'll, I'll say this for the OT thing because it is difficult to wrap our minds around it because that was most likely the first time anybody has had to worry about the NFL's new overtime rules. But it does feel a bit ridiculous that they willingly put the game in Patrick Mahomes' hands. And, and that's what they did. Because not only does going second give you the opportunity to get fourth downs, right? You can go for it on fourth down up until you get in field goal range. That's a huge advantage. You also almost guaranteed have a chance to win the game on a two-point conversion. So I think those two advantages alone, that you get to play with four downs instead of three in crunch time, and you can go for the win – if you want, which you probably do, given the sudden death nature of a third possession in that game, which is what the 49ers were going for. It just feels as if the Niners were going for the two in the bush instead of the one in the hand. Mm -hmm. And when you kick a field goal, now you're just – I mean, (laughs) it's it's easy revisionist history, but, like, you're kind of asking for it. Like, if you go for it first, you better score a touchdown. And then even then, you can make the argument that it was stupid to go first. The only thing that I'll hear, the only argument that I'll hear for going first in overtime, well, I guess there's two. One is unacceptable, which is we didn't know the rules. I don't think that to be the case. Some of the players might not have known, but the coaches do. Yeah. And two, you can argue, well, our defense was tired, and we didn't want to throw them right back out there because we just figured Mahomes was going to rip us apart. But if you figure Mahomes is going to rip you apart one way or another, I don't know. Maybe don't put the game in his hands. Yeah, and the defense was out there for for a drive, but it was like a minute fifty. So, I, are, are you it's really not like that they tired? Very good defense on that drive. I yeah, mean, how tired can you be? They were playing cover four until then. They decided very strangely, hey, you know how we're like the most zone team in the NFL, and we've been pretty good at zone the entire game. Let's just stop doing that. And uh, that, that was maybe <laughs> of all the small transgressions that added up to a really painful loss for the Forty ers the amount of late game man-to-man situations I thought was unconscionable given the fact that it's Patrick Mahomes and you're blitzing with man you're putting linebackers on Kelsey I mean even Fred Warner can't run with that guy and Fred Warner's as good as it gets I just especially when you have Drake Greenlaw out of the game already so now you're down to a backup linebacker you got a rookie at safety you got an old man at nickel like it was not a good man-to-man situation and Patrick Mahomes just destroys man-to-man so why the hell are you calling it? Why, let them beat you against what you're good at. 
you know, for for me too, uh, on the OT conversation, like all OT, we, you know, we talked about this before the 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 or right after the Bills Chiefs. To me, all OT variations yeah. are imperfect, which is why like it it should heighten the importance to just go win it in regulation. And the Kyle Shanahan thing to me is he didn't false start, he didn't hold on second and two, he didn't do all these yeah. mistakes on the on the field, and and that to me they they presented the opportunity to me for the Chiefs to get back into it. And when you when you don't play clean against the champion. That, that, to me, is yeah. the issue. Especially, too, when you consider that this is far and away the worst Kansas City team of the last five years. I mean, it's not even particularly close. I don't even like their defense compared to some previous additions because of the lack of a, a surefire pass rusher on the outside. I mean, that defense was sound. I mean, they're, they're clearly solid. But it's Chris Jones is the only man who can really create some havoc. And then they just have a really sound, solid secondary uh, they're not even good against the run, as we found out in that game. So, when you look at all of the, you look at all of it, it's it's uh, it, it, the way Kansas City got there was that they just didn't mess up. It was all very Patriots-like. They let Miami beat themselves. They let Buffalo beat themselves, and they sure as hell let Baltimore beat themselves in the AFC Championship game. And Kansas City scored 17 points, and Isaiah Pacheco averaged 2.8 yards per carry in the AFC Championship game. It's not a frightening team all things considered. But if you just continuously beat yourself the way that the Niners did, and you give Patrick Mahomes opportunity after opportunity to beat you, eventually he's going to take it. And even though it took five quarters, he finally took it. And the Niners have no one to blame but themselves. But again, I don't know who to specifically blame for their loss in the Super Bowl and and now a very, very angsty offseason upcoming. I started the show talking about, and I've been talking about this all year, uh, about Purdy, as I'm sure every media outlet has been doing so as well. The the, the fact that yeah. me, to me, you know, I started the season, and I apologize midway, but I started the season like, this guy yeah. is bad, like, like objectively bad. And I Look, I was wrong, and 49ers when, fans were when right. Did that, when did that take change? Because if it was after week one, you were still pushing that. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty tough look. I don't know. For for, for me, it, was, uh, it, it changed uh, mid-season for me i think it was the cowboys okay. game right when i started to flip and i was like yeah. look, like look he's he's like, i'm clearly wrong he's he's clearly nfl caliber but to me it's yeah, like no if your reward was that he's only okay it, it showed up yesterday and the fact that yeah. he, he couldn't overcome mistakes like the the, the the chiefs did make mistakes like patrick mahomes wildly overthrew travis kelsey they fumbled the ball and yeah. Mahomes was able to Five overcome. Times. Yeah, they, they fumbled the ball a bunch. And they only lost it once. <laughs> Purdy, like he overthrows Debo. He overthrows Ayuk for, for potential touchdowns. Yeah. And he was fine. Like he, yeah. he wasn't the reason they lost, but he, wasn't, he was also the yeah. reason why they didn't win the game. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that's main, the main kicker. Like we, Patrick Mahomes is out here breaking the curve. Uh, Brock Purdy is just fine. Brock Purdy wins that game. I don't think anyone is like – and everybody but Brock Purdy won it. His job was to go out there and not lose it. And the problem is his teammates in a lot of regard, like Trent Williams, let's use him as an example. He's the best left tackle in football. Mm-hmm. I'm never backing off that stance. He's unbelievable. Two penalties, a bunch of missed blocks. I mean, where was that guy? He wasn't, he wasn't in Las Vegas. His head wasn't in that game. That's as bad as I've seen him play since he's been in San Francisco. Debo Samuel had 11 targets, which is pretty logical. He's Debo Samuel. He's the guy who brings the juice to the offense. And while I want to give a lot of credit to Kansas City's defense, they were all over him, like, that's not normal. It's not normal. Where was Debo in that game? He caught three balls. He had three rushes. Only one of them was positive. He had 40 yards in that game. It's an unacceptable output from your supposed superstar player. 
Christian McCaffrey showed up. Jawan Jennings. I mean, you're not supposed to be banking on him in a contest. I mean, the, the superstar players on a team like the 49ers, that's so top-heavy, and it, it, almost to the detriment of a guy like Purdy because he'll never get credit for his quality because it's apparently everyone else's good fortune that takes him along for the ride, even though I watched Jimmy Garoppolo play, and that clearly wasn't the same, same thing. Like, when you have some of your top players just straight up not show up, I, I don't know how to put it in a kinder way. Like, Debo wasn't there. Trent Williams wasn't there. You can't win without those two guys playing at their best because you're going to lose a guy like Drake Greenlaw to an injury. And now, you're, you know, now your defense is a little bit weaker. You're going up against Patrick Mahomes. He's going to find ways to get it done on third down. He was their leading rusher in the game. Like, <laughs> you're going up against the man. He's Michael Jordan. And if you don't come correct across the board, you're going to get got. And you can't put the game on Brock Purdy's shoulders – He's not tall enough. Everyone wants it to be like Mahomes. Everyone wants every quarterback to be like Mahomes. There's one Patrick Mahomes. Even Josh Allen can't do what Patrick Mahomes does, as we have seen time and time again now. These one-man shows, everybody's trying to get the quarterback who can do them. They don't last very long in the playoffs, except if you have 15 for some reason. And that guy can just do it by himself, seemingly, anytime he wants, including on a team that lost five of eight games, that lost to the flipping Raiders, on Christmas Day, like a, an objectively kind of bad team midway through the season. And they didn't get that much better. They just let Patrick Mahomes do whatever the hell he wanted to do. And he got the job done because he is magic. He's next level. And if we're holding Brock Purdy up to that standard, well, him and 30 other NFL quarterbacks can get in line behind. And I, I'll, I'll take Purdy pretty high in that row, but there's a big gap between one and everybody else. One of the other reasons I, I do want to see a new quarterback there, too, is, like, I, I admit, like, Kyle Shanahan's a genius, right? Like, I, I think, like, offensively, that, that, that it's a lot of fun to watch. It'd be just yeah. fun to watch with a great quarterback, too. I, like, I, I think it'd be well, fireworks. I mean, yeah, that, that, when, when y'all. I mean, <laughs> I'd love to have a big house in the Hamptons and another <laughs> one in Malibu. Sure. And I mean, we'd all, we'd all like to have well, wouldn't it be great if Josh Allen was the quarterback there? Here's the deal. Like, Brock Purdy is Kyle Shanahan's offensive coordinator. <laughs> the value that he provides in that regard is insane. Because I've seen Kyle Shanahan operate with a quarterback that he doesn't trust. It looks nothing like the San Francisco 49ers season that we just saw. Nothing at all. That, what that season is, is you get eight pass attempts in an NFC championship game and you get other games where the game is on the line and Kyle is doing everything in his power to not throw the football. And meanwhile, the Chiefs are putting eight, nine guys in the box in the Super Bowl, and Brock Purdy has the, the full purview. He can do whatever he wants at the offensive line of scrimmage, call a different play, go to a pass. And, yes, he didn't execute everything. And the Chiefs were the best team in the NFL at batting passes down. He's six feet tall. Interior pressure is going to be a problem against a guy like that. And Chris Jones was incredible. Chris Jones deserves all the accolades you can give him. He was a big-time player who showed up in a big-time game because that's what you have to do to win a title. And the Chiefs had fewer big-time players than the San Francisco 49ers, but they're th- the three best players on the field yesterday, I, I would argue, were obviously Mahomes, number two was Chris Jones, and number three was Kelsey. So it doesn't matter if Christian McCaffrey is four. It doesn't matter if Brandon Ayuk is seven. It doesn't matter if George Kittle, who was an incredible blocker in that game, was five or whatever. It doesn't – Fred Warner, wherever. You can put all the great 49ers players in there. The Chiefs won because they had the one, two, and three, and then probably like four, 14, 17, mm-hmm. 22. Those big-time players showed up in a big-time game. And honestly, like Purdy was fine. He made big-time plays. They just aren't Patrick Mahomes level. 
And when you watch Patrick Mahomes, it really warps your perception of what a quarterback can do. He's not normal. This isn't a normal thing that he's doing. I don't care what the stats were. You understood greatness when you were seeing it last night. Every opportunity the 49ers gave him, they almost, they almost got away with it, but he, he took advantage of it, and that's what the greats really do. And ultimately, Brock Purdy is a quarterback who has 23, 24 starts under his belt. I thought he played well enough to win the Super Bowl. I thought his teammates in many ways let him down. He let down his teammates in some ways as well. The defense was fantastic. One touchdown on somewhat of a fluke, special teams air, one play touchdown. Otherwise, it's four field goals. You just have to take that output every single time. If you go into that game saying you're going to hold the Chiefs to four field goals and their only touchdown is going to come off a special teams fluke, you'll say, congratulations, we're the Super Bowl champions. But they just didn't get the job done when they needed to. You get Christian McCaffrey fumbling on the first drive, very out of character there. You know, you have the special team there, of course. You have the, the missed extra point. I mean, it's just these little things, and they keep adding up and adding up. And Purdy had a couple things that added up and added up. But he also had, like, that throw to use check. I mean, that's a big-time play. It's a big-time play where he's scrambling, escaping pressure, throwing on the run. He made some big-time plays in this game. Ultimately, it just wasn't enough because he was going up against the biggest player, perhaps in the history of the NFL, who does nothing but make big-time plays when the moment calls for him. He, he totally screws up the curve. And honestly, the 49ers' biggest issue coming out of this probably isn't, oh, our quarterback isn't good enough, our, our team isn't good enough. It's probably them thinking, man, even if we get back here, we're probably going to have to play that dude again. And every time we've been here, we've played that dude, and he's pulled it out of his rear, and I, we can't say that that's going to stop anytime soon. Talking to Dieter Curtin back from KNBR, last one for you. Uh, so so from now to you know draft, what hangs in the balance uh, for the 49ers? Yeah. Really not that much. Um, They've really they, done a, like a great job with their cap, and they, they traditionally do. I think they're only like $3 million over, so spread some money around. Yeah, they can easily do that. They're $3 million over. They can make like $100 million in cap space with some restructures. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a very top-heavy team, and ultimately their quarterback makes a million dollars a year. He makes 0.1% of the salary cap, less. So you can do whatever it is you want. And I don't know if they're one or two players away from getting over the hump. It certainly wouldn't have hurt last night getting an extra player or two, an impact player or two. But I I think they're just going to hold steady. Uh, Brandon Ayuk probably gets a new contract this offseason. That's the one guy you have to keep above all. I know he didn't have the biggest game yesterday, but him and Purdy are simpatico. That's his guy. And ultimately when I was looking at this offense – kind of going in through the salary cap stuff this morning. I mean, there's a lot of great players. A lot of them will get restructured, create that salary cap space. But there are some functions of this team that are still built for the previous quarterbacks. They were built to insulate Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. They were built to have Trey Lance as the quarterback, whatever they thought Trey Lance was going to be. And Brock Purdy's a different beast. Brock Purdy's someone that you have no problem throwing the ball 30, 35 times in a game. I mean, it's not the ideal circumstance. You want to run the ball, but like you don't have a problem if it's a shootout and Brock Purdy's at the helm because this dude is like Russell Wilson 2.0. And I'm talking about the good Russ. Uh, he, he just has that weird devil magic that you can't quite put your finger on. And we saw it in both of the NFC playoff games. He could be garbage for three quarters, got the job done at the end. And then yeah, he couldn't do it there, but he was driving them right there. He was driving them right there, and the Chiefs made big time plays. I think they got to maybe move off a wide receiver, 
maybe it's Debo after that performance and try to bolster that offensive line a little bit, at least with one guy in the interior. You can get away with having a bad left guard if you have a good right guard. You can get away with having a bad center if you have a bad right tackle. But as we saw last night and I saw all season, outside of Trent Williams, who again had a terrible game and deserves, <laughs> deserves to be reprimanded for that performance, like left guard to right tackle was brutal for the Niners all season. And that, that, that's kind of unacceptable. And I think he kind of bit him in the biggest moments of that game, especially that third down play on the 10 when Juwan Jennings is open, Brandon Ayuk's open, but Brock Purdy couldn't possibly have found either of them because Chris Jones was basically inside his jersey by the time the ball was snapped because no one decided to block him. Uh, things like that that you're going to think about for all offseason. You're going to wonder what you, know, you can change. And if Debo Samuel isn't going to be the kind of player who can come through in those big moments like he did in years past, if we've already seen the best of Debo Samuel, which is a real possibility given the physicality of his game and how he's not exactly a fast twitch dude, he's just sort of this inexplicable football machine. Uh, if, if the cogs are getting a little ground up on that, uh, maybe get off him a year early as opposed to a year late in the, the great mindset of Bill Walsh and get some offensive line help. But this draft is going to be huge for them because this team wasn't deep enough. This team wasn't capable of handling a lot of injuries this year to their top-end players. And the only real way to fix that is through the draft. And uh, they got to nail it this year. They've obviously drafted some great players. That's why they're in the position they're in almost every year. But uh, the last couple have been pretty iffy. And uh, this year they got to get back on top and, and win the draft, especially in the late rounds. That's what the Rams have done. And I think the 49ers are getting a lot closer to the way, place where the Rams were after they won the Super Hey, Dieter, we really appreciate this. Uh, best of luck, and uh, I'm sure the contact will be filled for the next couple of weeks for you. <laughs> yeah, they we're going to have no problem on that front. Thanks for having me. It's Dieter Curtin back at Dieter on social media's KNBR joining us. Uh, all right, it's our, it's our annual uh, trip over to uh, Dom's Corner here after the Super Bowl because we get to check in uh, well, what Dom thought about the halftime show. Oh, yeah, let's as, go. As well. Famously known for takes as The weekend had the greatest Super Bowl. No, and, no. And, and, and Justin Timberlake's was not very good. No, I didn't say the greatest. I said okay. it was good. Okay. I said The weekend okay. was good. I, I, well, you I was, disagreed with me. Lena Satagian disagreed with me. We weren't working on the same show then, so I, I must misremember the take. But uh, JT's was bad. I didn't like the how much was good. I didn't like how much Timberlake danced right. versus sang. Uh, anyways... Uh, where are we at after Usher? Last night, I, it was of. I'll put it in the top fifty-eight halftime shows of all time. <laughs> it was good. It wasn't great. Yeah, I it was entertained. Yeah, see, there you go. Meet the baseline. Yeah, right. And I think we were we were talking about this a bit before. I don't know how many artists there are currently that put themselves in the conversation of like, oh, this person can become the greatest Super Bowl halftime show. And it might be more important now to not have a bad one. Correct. I agree. And so, Usher, I just thought it built. It ended really well. It did, yeah. It, and it slowly, progressively built, built, built. I thought then, it started good, too. A lot of people didn't like the fact that it was slow. Yeah, well, My Way. Yeah. But he, he did he sing My Way, or was it just playing? I think it was just playing. Yeah, so I think Caught Up was probably the, the winning yeah. bet then. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was Caught Up. Yeah. Uh, My pick, you don't but, have to uh, call, second song. Yeah. But it, 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 I like that he started with My Way. I a agree, little, a yeah. little brief thing. By the way, um, everyone freaking out that he had a little intimate moment with Alicia Keys on stage. The it's memes an, are great. It's an act. The memes are great. It's an act. If that was on the screen, 
It's, it's very if, similar to- If it was to, in a uh, movie, then no one's saying anything. Very similar to uh, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, look. Look at the intimacy. It's like, well, they're, it's a performance. Yeah, exactly. It's a performance. They're can, actors. They're, and, and they won the gold medal. They're thrilled. He's performing halftime show. It's a great moment. And he's drunk in Pyeongchang. <laughs> Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would but, give but yeah, it- a moment, the, like the memes are great. The memes are like, fantastic. Your wife and her, her, her work husband. Yes. Like, all your fears are coming true right now. Yes. This is, this is how they look. I would give it like seven, a, like a 7.3 out of 10. All right. Yeah, that, that's you know, yeah. seven and a half, eight. And while yeah. we're at it, I think we should do this every year. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl prediction for next year, halftime show, Dua Lipa. Oh, nice one. All right, yeah. Dua Lipa. Nice, uh, Dua Lipa. I, I saw the odds uh, come out today trying to predict the Super Bowl. Uh, Little Wayne, because it's in New Orleans. Is he? I think he's from yeah. New Orleans. All these are big Packers Big fan, Packer, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Little Wayne, Taylor Swift, Drake. Were your three leaders and see? I don't think Drake or Taylor Swift are doing it because they're too big and they don't get paid for this. Yeah, but look, you're you're, you're getting you're you're making money somehow. Like exposure, Usher's like cleaning up yeah. uh, off his album release. Uh, Taylor Swift would be like she would have the best opportunity to do the most wildest show. But I, I've not I've never been to a Taylor she Swift don't show. Need the NFL. I, I don't know if like is, is she a big dancer. No, not really. Yeah, so th- th- that to me is like a big fundamental requirement. Yeah. Like Usher, the dancing yesterday, it was unreal. out of this world. It was unreal. Drake, had, Drake's not a big dancer. I had one friend in at the uh, the Super Bowl party go, "Why is he wearing one glove? That's so stupid." And I just had the biggest face palm. Like, bro, if you don't know, you yeah. don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. This act isn't for you. Uh, all right, good stuff in the inbox. Six fifty, six fifty. A lot of Geno Smith takes coming to the inbox. Not apologizing. He's better than Brock Purdy. Uh, all right, on the other side, Canucks Central on a Monday. Don Taylor will join the show. Uh, they got plenty to dig into. Dan Riccio, Satyar Shaw, they're next here. Home of the Canucks Sportsnet 650.